This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Fitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working class bow hunter. It is episode number 210 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, the beautiful Bucketorium. It feels good to be home. Lovely Sherrard, Illinois zip code. Eh, Google it. That's all I got. My name is Steve, and the studio today is Kurt. Hey, everyone. E-Rock. How's it going? Not good morning, because it is morning for I you. I know, it is morning. <laughs> I'm still trying to wake up. Finally I just woke up. <laughs> Eric's keeping in mind all the third shifters out there. Yep. And uh, someone who doesn't work uh, that hard for a living, Doug uh, Doug Schmidt. That's for sure. What's so, about the mustache? Yeah, the mustache. Still, I'm still here. Survived Nashville somehow, but it's here. Bachelor party? Yeah. Not for me, yeah. though. I'm still single. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> if you guys uh, want Doug's number, it's 563. <laughs> hey, hit the vet shout-out first. So the vet shout-out this week here. Veteran shout-out. Yeah, the, <laughs> the vet shout-out is the guy who tripped my cat's nails. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the veteran shout out is going to be Mike Larson. Um, your buddy David Ferguson said he came across uh, this guy on the Go Wild app and he uh, <laughs> quickly became firm friends. 
I don't know what the Go Wild app is, but I'm glad you guys are firm friends. Said he's always got time for a wee dude from Scotland like me. Humbled to know this guy. Uh, Mike, thank you for your service. Uh, Doug, or David, thanks you for uh, being a good friend. What is Go Wild? Is that a dating app? I doubt it. Because if those two found love, man, that would be awesome. But uh, if not, if you guys are just buddies... Man, it's even better. I imagine it's probably like an outdoor app of some sort. I've ne- I've literally never heard of it, so we'll have to check that out. But, um, yeah, again, once again, Mike, thank you for your service to this country. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We could not do this uh, podcast you. in English without you. Thanks for that veteran shout-out, Steve. If you guys would like to submit a veteran shout-out, go to workingclassbowhunter.com, the contact form, and then there's a tab in there, and you can submit as, li- as much or as little information about your shout out as you'd like the more the better and preferably help us pronounce the names because that's something we mess up a lot that is key yeah and nobody's like gotten upset i think they kind of get it you know there's Dude, a, yeah you should be able to add a little sound clip in there so they can uh <laughs> to do the parentheses thing like my last name is geyer g-e-i-e-r and if i ever do that i spell it g-u-y-e-r like, oh yeah geyer dude i'm, I'm not like not that I'm in this position, and legally, you know, if I was, I couldn't say it. But, like, yeah, if you send a resume and you put how to pronounce your name, like, you're already number one guy going in or, or gal going yeah, in. you're not hiring nobody. <laughs> know, it's you're like getting hired anywhere either. Well, I'm just saying, you know, if you put how to pronounce your name, that is key. I'm just saying. Right. Moving on, we got to thank our supporters of the show. Number one supporter is the listeners. Um, if you're tuning in, thank you so much. We appreciate it. If you would go give us five-star rating and write something nice or talk some shit about Steve on iTunes or wherever you listen, so that would be awesome. Also, <laughs> our supporters are our great, great partners and sponsors. Uh, Elite Archery, talk about them all the time. Um, we, we'll move through these quick. The Ritual, if you haven't shot it, do it. Uh, Sin Crusher, of course, from the gear bag. The roller bag, which Steve uses, and the Ozone Go, the room clean, <coughs> which I are also all use. Saviors mm. they of are. us in the in the hunting world. Um, <laughs> I, the room clean currently is my favorite product. I mean, the gear bag is, but currently the room clean is my favorite. Run it every day. Yeah, multiple times a day. I get yelled at if I go in the bathroom without taking it. That's how good that is. Do you just keep it in your pocket with you? I'm gonna start. <laughs> we need to make like certain like special scent crusher pants. It's just got that ozone that just generates right by your ass. <laughs> the ass zone. <laughs> ass be gone. Well, and then uh, scent crusher pulls out <laughs> of our sponsors. Take but, away the rest, Steve. Yeah, and then we've got uh, HHA Sports made in uh, made in Wisconsin. Guys, if you love Wisconsin and you love uh, single pin sites, HHA is where you want to go. Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, beautiful Viola, Illinois. Them dudes, Scott and family, uh, more than just dudes, are still cutting up deer. Uh, they're about done. They, yeah. uh, they'll be done in a few days by the time this podcast goes up. Well, looky there. Done, done. 1,200-some deer, I think. Good Lord. It's quite a bit. I just picked up my big doe the other day. How delicious was she? Oh, real nice. It's your, it's real, real nice, Lark. Ethics Archery. Um, there's a code for Ethics Archery to get a discount on the in- static inserts or the spinning inserts. And I want to say, uh, dang, I forgot it. Uh, nice way to bring it up and not remember it. WCB or email them, and Haas will be happy to help you with their products. Big Haas, um, he has a working class bow hunter tattoo, which is awesome. But, yeah, if you go there, if you want to check out some of his inserts, um, it's kind of an overlooked 
part of the arrow. Probably the most important part and the most overlooked. Um, if you have any questions at all, Big Hoss will be more than happy to talk you through it and explain what you need for your setup and all that. Hell, mail him your arrows. He'll put them in for you and mail them back. I bet yeah, you, I, probably, bet you, I guarantee that would probably happen. Um, also, mana coolers. Dude, mana coolers have saved our lives on more than one occasion. They have. It's kept our beer cold so we can keep doing this podcast. And it's this podcast is all we have to live for. So, therefore, mana coolers saves our lives. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a fair statement. I'd agree with that. And don't forget Rattler grips. If you want some uh, some custom grips on your bow, because you're getting ready to get to 3D season, and you want a bow that's uh, that's not like anybody else's, Rattler grips. Hit up Handsome Rob, uh, Facebook, or check out his uh, website. Did you say accost him? Custom. Oh, I think you said accost him when you see him, and then uh, get you some custom grips. So. That's all we got to say about that. Didn't mess anybody, did we? By the way, for everyone who pre-ordered a camo killing cap, yeah, they are the supplier was out, so it's they are be, on major major back orders. It so. is not our so, fault. So it's a hot item. It's a rare item actually yep. to get a camo Richardson. So you'll have them at the end of this month. We're hoping. So sorry about that, but it's out of our hands. It's the supplier, and uh, what we're going to do is once we get those in and sent out, we're going to offer a bunch of other colors of our black. And white Richardson hat. We're gonna make some. Uh, so if there's a color you want or would like to see us, just send it over, and we'll get that in the works. Moving along, tonight on the podcast, Bud Fisher joins us again. This is the second time. Uh, it, yes, yeah. it so is. Third yeah, time yeah, yeah. with catching deers. Um, ran into him at ATA. We are gonna record at ATA, but conflicting schedules there. Um, he was nice enough to send us some gear, so we're all decked out in our catching deer stuff and we're gonna get them on and see what they've been up to and uh i guess that's it is that that all you got to say about that that's all i got to say about what'd you say and that's the bottom line because stone cold said so okay we'll we'll cut in with that thanks steve all right so on the phone with us we have our and my personal probably eighth favorite canadian that i've ever met bud fisher bud how you doing (laughs) i'm honored top 10 i'm doing well boys how are you Good, good. Glad to have you back. Thanks for having me, guys. It's always a, always a pleasure. I know I've, I've said this before, but anytime you're willing to talk to me, I'll sit down and chat with you lads for an hour. Dude, well, I am decked out in catching deer's gear. I've got the I've got the sweatpants, the hoodie, the hat, and just for you, I wore a, a shirt that Kurt got me when he's in Canada, Cabela's Canada. So it's Cabela's <laughs> and the little maple leaf. I'm rocking this the sweatpants. This episode brought to you by Catch and Deer sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the most comfortable sweatpants, uh, by the way. Awesome. I'm glad you. I'm glad you feel that way and functional. If I if I can add that, have you shot? Have you shot your bow in them yet? No, I have not. Oh, we haven't oh, yet. Let's talk about the sweatpants. We're, we yeah. we'll start this episode off like working class fashion. After work, you get right into your sweatpants. So. Just take the floor and let's talk sweats for a bit. Well, uh, how far back do you want to go? I think they were. I think they were invented in the early 1900s by a French lad of course, um, of course. that said, "You know what?" And it wasn't Rocky Balboa that he really brought them to fruition in the late 80s, early 90s, I think. But was it actually it was Rocky one in the 70s? How long yeah. ago was that? But that really was probably the peak of all sweats when he's running up those stairs and throwing yeah. his hands in the air. But so that's that's been inspiring for a good chunk of my life. So it was it was great to be able to, to make some sweatpants and contribute to the movement. <laughs> but, but 
but you know, for our our company and our brand, like there's so many there's so many companies that make like, really great performance stuff, and and we we wanted to make stuff that's inspired by the hunt camp, but like super comfortable, right? Because when we come back and we're hanging out with the lads, we just wanted super super comfortable stuff. So number one was like it's got to be the softest, most comfortable fabric, and then two, we wanted to be like you know functional with little things that are cool, and of course we want them to to look good too but the one thing that i think was i I don't know who it came to or when but in the design process one of us i'll take credit for it because nobody else is on the phone oh there you go perfect perfect so it was obviously me the working (laughs) class way yes exactly we we put a pocket down the side of the leg that's just big enough to put like three arrows in so when you're shooting your bow you can like stick the arrows down the side of your leg when you're shooting if you don't shoot with a quiver because you know have you ever you ever shoot in jeans and like you stick it in your back pocket and falls out yeah yeah and you're stepping on one of your arrows and everything else so we're like enough of that we put that pocket in and then you know i guess we should have like the the legal disclosure um my only complaint with the arrow pocket my only complaint with the arrow pocket bud is i went to put a broadhead in there and it just yeah (laughs) i had to say something stupid (laughs) slicing right open well you know these these pants are designed for working class because they only fit like you know three arrows so i mean a lot of (laughs) you know you bang up arrows man they're expensive dude i think i i need to get some new arrows i only got like four left well, there you go. Amen to that. I, I, I did a. Um, we were talking about we were talking about shows, and um, we went to the Wisconsin Deer Fest last year. And I showed up, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you why don't you shoot in like this celebrity um, the celebrity shoot, which is like this like pop up three D target you know deal?" And I was right. like, "Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm completely not a celebrity, but I would love to shoot because it's free." And um, so I went and I did that, and I realized I had um, one arrow that was missing uh, a field point, and I had one with a field point in it. So I had to go to, like, a vendor and was like, I need to – this is embarrassing, but I'm shooting in this thing, and I need to borrow arrows. So I had to borrow arrows and then, like, figure out that it was, like, I think four inches low with their arrows. Anyways, it was a disaster, but I'm the same as you. I'm the guy that keeps, like, one arrow and then one bent one just in case I'm really in a pinch. <laughs> in case that deer's around a uh, corner or something. Fun. <laughs> Funny story about lack of arrows. We were going hunting this year. Me and my dad were driving down together in the morning, and our hunting property is like an hour away to this farm we were going to. My dad puts his quiver full of arrows and lighted knocks, broadheads, everything. I think it was like a six-arrow quiver on the tonneau cover of my truck and left it there, and we drove off with it on there and lost it. We get down to the hunting property. He's like, I don't have any arrows. I gave him one of mine. And I'm like, here you go, Dad. I'm like, that deer better be under 20. I didn't want to give him, like, five and have him launch all of them. So I'm like, here's one arrow. That deer better be within 20 yards. Like an hour and a half after shooting light, he texts me, big buck down. He shot a buck with my arrow and then lost it. It went through the deer, and we never found it with a light and knock. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know that would happen? That's how. That's how she goes. Well, he caught I've, one. I mean, I've I've gone. I've he gone like in. Yeah, I, I've gone like in a boat to like a duck blind. I don't know how far. Like a couple miles in a boat to a duck blind. Got all set up and realized I didn't have my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've done. I've done it all. Like just painful. That's when you make your next line. Watching ducks. <laughs> yeah. well i don't i don't, I don't want to make you guys uh you guys feel uh feel like you're the only uh people who've lost something like literally like two days ago dude i'm leaving work i get in my truck i start my truck and i hop out 
because I thought I left my keys back in the building that I'm working at, and I like I hear my truck running. I'm like, I better go shut my truck off before I go to get my keys so I don't waste gas. And <laughs> I hop back in and I go, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, like looking for your cell phone while you're talking on your cell phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. like using the light to find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Using your cell phone light to find your cell phone. Dude, I, uh, man, yeah, I've, I felt bad about We've that. We've all man. been there, though. It's hilarious. It's one of them days. Well, we talk sweatpants, how big of idiots we all are, but a lot has been going on for you guys. Idiots um, in sweatpants. I mean, that's the new podcast. It's working class. <laughs> <laughs> idiots in sweatpants and watching ducks. Um, ducks. Idiots in sweatpants watching ducks. Bring us up to speed with catching deers wherever you want to start it, and we'll just go from there. Oh my gosh! Um, well, uh, I think last last we talked was kind of in the in the fall before we were heading out for our for our hunts. I, I, yeah, I believe so. Um, you know, th- this past fall. So what we did is for the first time ever. Um, filmed our hunts and and wanted to share kind of our a little bit about the hunt camp a little bit more about us and round out a little bit of you know what we do for for people and so we filmed all fall and we have now six episodes on carbon tv and they're they're short kind of easily digestible easy to watch on a you know on a cell phone or a tablet um and so we, we we launched i guess on like march 1st um Catching Deer's TV presented by Realtree. So that's been that's been really exciting um, for us and a lot of fun to do and also kind of nerve-wracking because everything that, that we've done in the past has been very lighthearted and, and you know, just us having a little bit of fun and hasn't had much, much pressure on it. Mm-hmm. And then when we actually go serious and, and, you know, not that the whole thing is serious. We like to have fun while we're hunting, but it, it broadened kind of a little bit more about you know who we are as people and as a brand and so it's kind of some of our hunts well that was a little bit of a different experience for us felt a little bit more vulnerable you know right like you're sitting in a stand and if you didn't have buck fever before put a camera in front of you and you probably will so (laughs) you know that kind of that kind of thing but so we so we hunted we hunted hard this fall and we had um you know, we had moderate success and we had some great hunts and a lot of fun. We hunted in some really cool places with some fun people. And so, um, you know, we, we are really happy with how that show turned out. So the, 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 the premise of the show, I mean, it's similar and dislike kind of anything, you know, out there, I suppose, in, in any way. There's only so many ways that you can you can film hunts, but we really wanted to do it in a little bit of a lighthearted feel. So the catch and deers brand is kind of behind it where there's the walk and talk where we don't, don't take ourselves too seriously. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you get into the hunt and we really wanted to tell a story both visually and through what we're sharing kind of verbally. Right. So the, right. the story that we tell visually is really what we believe about hunting, right. Is that, you know, get out in creation, slow down a little bit, enjoy yourself. And hunting is fun. And hunting for us is about camaraderie and the guys, right? And, mm-hmm. and spending time with people. So we wanted to visually tell that story that, you know, don't take it too seriously. Have fun with it and make sure that you're kind of continuing to build your relationships through that process. Right. And that's nothing That's that's nothing against the solo hunter that goes and does everything on their own. I think that that's a well, super, super valuable There's times for hunts like that, too. There's times yeah, for hunts like that, absolutely. and there's times for like what, what you guys do and what we do, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I, when I just look back at, you know, what hunting means to me, I go all the way back to like going to hunt camp with my dad and like loading up the truck or the car and then that road trip and spending that time with him that and my brothers that kind of we otherwise wouldn't. And, you know, I remember my, the first time my dad shot a deer when I was with him and all that stuff. And all of that is, you know, um, about time in the woods, but it's also about really family for me, you know. And so we wanted to kind of share that visually. And then also we wanted to share kind of on a more serious note, like at the end of every episode, we, we share a Bible verse and just a quick little something like don't miss the forest or the trees, you know, get out and enjoy creation type of deal. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't want it to be too serious, but we also wanted to share kind of an encouraging bit, right? Like put your phone away and enjoy, like listen to the, you know, the leaves rattling and, you know, and, and watch the sun go down because it's good for your soul kind of deal. Right. So, right. you know, we wanted to share that in a way that was, that was encouraging and a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit more serious than what people are used to experiencing with catching deers, which is totally just nonsense all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's what we did. You know, that's what we did this in the fall, and then you know we get into spring, and you know we're a we're a business, right? We we sell um, apparel like the sweats and the vests, and we've got some exciting things planned for this fall with some flannel shirts and stuff uh-huh. like that that kind of will round out the everyday wardrobe, right? Like we. <laughs> Golf towels. Yeah. I brought it up last podcast. I have to keep bringing it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I have, you know, I said last time, you know what? I got to do that and I'll say that again, but I'm not going to make any promises. Well, I mean, I think people are going to dig that. Like what you guys are doing, seeing that on carbon, which by the way, I'm linking that in the description of the podcast or this podcast. So if you guys are like, I don't know how to find it. I don't have, I'm not up on carbon TV. Go to the link. You just, you sign up, or you, I think now you can just watch it without entering your email. Yeah, and if you got an Xbox, dude, there's an app on the Xbox. Like, dude, yep. it's a Fire Stick or anything you got. Yep. But and what I was going to say, it's it's refreshing what you guys do. Uh, what you guys do in our podcast kind of has a lot in common. You guys are a little oh, more sure. clever and intelligent than we are. <laughs> um, but we we have, like, the same... Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do want to say this. So you would be proud of us because at ATA, when we recorded a podcast with uh, TJ and Philip, there was a prayer set on this podcast. First time for everything. So awesome. we're not yeah, condemned yet. But, what, <laughs> but the thing is, like, we have a lot in common as, you know, we're a podcast, but you guys are a video. You guys put out that fun, feel, vibe, and... You got to have fun. Like you said, don't take yourself too seriously. And our podcast, yeah, we have some guests on and we talk tips and tactics, and that's good. I love covering that. That's an important thing about podcasts. But at the same time, I like to have fun more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so if if I had an option of, hey, your podcast is nothing but information and knowledge, that's great. Or would you rather be fun and funny every podcast? I would probably pick fun and funny every podcast, although I'd like to yeah. cover it all. But yeah, oh for sure, oh for sure, and it's and it's personality thing, right? It's like, well, what you know? Why do you do what you do? And you ask you ask a hunter like, why do you hunt, right? You're gonna get a thousand different answers, and none of them right are you know right and wrong, and some of them are more politically correct than others. But you know, I think we're probably in the same boat. It's like, well, because it's fun, you know, and, right? <laughs> and I think it happens to be good for you, and you know, there's all the other million answers, conservation, and you know, all of that stuff, but. Uh, for me, it's about relationships, and relationships are about shenanigans. At least, at least without <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> what this was, is shenanigans, Last podcast, man. you said something about um, – how oh, I can't remember how you worded it. We take our hunting seriously, 
and ourselves lightly. Yep, exactly. Simple, yeah. That's yeah. the perfect way to put that. Like, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's that's kind of well. And you know, we gotta you gotta stay authentic to to who you are. Like, if I if I tried to, you know, do a pro tip and teach somebody to you know how to how to scratch a you know a turkey call or how to you know grow big bucks, I love doing that stuff. But I'm I I don't consider myself an expert on those things. So. <laughs> You know, we gotta be, we gotta face the music here. Our brand was started in the hunt camp by making fun of each other. If we stray too far from that, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the the, so. the greatest hunting story ever told is one we covered on the last podcast. I think that came out right before we did the last podcast with you. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. guys just did the the one the hunting press conference, which I that was hilarious. Yeah, I, it's fantastic. so perfect. Yeah, it's thank so you. Yeah, perfect. that was. That was that was a fun one, and and you know just like just like the others, I don't know exactly where that came from, but um, I might as well take credit for it again because I'm the only one. On the phone, so. <laughs> you were the one in the video. <laughs> I sure would. I, I, I came up with that one one time when we we're yeah no, but a lot of those things they just come out of actually they evolve right. So like we we'll be on a road trip, you know. Um, 15 hours to Wisconsin to go to a show and and meet people and. Um, and stuff like that and we'll just have all of these long conversations and be joking and be like you know what nobody's ever done this would be hilarious and then someone else chimes in and says no we should do this and that and so this was a really simple concept and it's like well you know regardless of of, of you know what your opinion is on this matter a, a lot of people and this is kind of part of the underlying joke for us is like a lot of people are are taking hunting very very seriously are saying like you're an athlete if you hunt right and like <laughs> um and that's fine like if you view it that way that's cool but a lot of people are just like you know i that's not how i do i'm, I'm right. not an athlete you know and uh so we're just like well athletes do press conferences if you're an athlete like let's let's do a presser and so, <laughs> so we kind of set it up we kind of set it up like it was after like a football game or something and um we just kind of we set it up in that in in a in the call it the studio it's not a, it sound, makes it sound fancy it's like honestly this like storage room right and and we set up this backdrop and you know had our logo and had some you know partner logos in it and um and then we went through they literally asked me questions they had questions written down Reed and ryan did um you know partners of mine on, on our team and, and they started asking me questions and i was just literally just doing a press conference like i was 100 percent serious and and what and what happened was is we started to cut it it was like some of it was really really positive like you know it's just well actually one of the things i said was like um Oh, you know, I felt like felt like it couldn't go wrong out there. Sometimes you're just in the zone. You know, I felt like I could have thrown a rock and killed a buck out there. You know, <laughs> and then the next minute I was just like, we can't do anything right. The guys are, you know, not showered and ready to go. We're late to the stands. You know, Bill forgot his rangefinder, like all this stuff. And then I'm right, right ticked off. And so we watched it. We're like, well, we got to pick a lane here. Like, are you are you ticked or did you, did you win or did you lose? And so we it's went so with amazing. kind of the. The more relatable of the two, which which is the more accurate of the two, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be ticked off at the end of a deer season. It's so it's good. So it's so good. Hey, I, one question: Can I play the audio on the podcast of that video? Yeah, of course. And let's of course. try. Yeah. Okay, let's try something once, real quick. Dude, Hold on, one second. Hold on. My-
Okay, I'm going to play the audio of the the video. Um, if you go to YouTube, Catching Deers, it's under We Hunted Hard. It's the minute 30 long video, so here it is. Okay, we're going to play the audio. Uh, we'll put that later at the end of the podcast so you can hear what that video is like. I just tried to play it, and uh, we're going to just... <laughs> well, dude, dude my, my favorite thing about that whole video is like the whole time... The, like the water bottle. That's something you always see with athletes, oh, yeah. too. Dude, they're always it's like it, they're always just repping the water bottle every time. Like, if I was an athlete, dude, I'd be I'd be slamming some beers or whatever, you know? Like, that's probably why I'm not an athlete. But. That's, it's so true, though. Like, so so my my brother, and he's a partner of ours in Catching Deers, and he was right from, from day one was very heavily involved in, in the brand. So he's a co-owner, and he's an athlete. He plays hockey for the National Predators. Boo! <laughs> No leaves, not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I just, um, I had to. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I grew up. I'm an Ontario boy, so I used to be a Leafs fan back in the day. But um, the reason I tell that story is, you get into the guy's truck, and there's like 17 water bottles like rolling around the floorboards because every day after <laughs> practice, like he hops in his truck with like two or three bottles of water, and they're just all rolling around. And so, you know, a lot of that is just me picking up on that. I mean, I used to play hockey, but I didn't do, like not like press conference hockey. So uh, watching all those <laughs> press conferences, you know. So <laughs> that's hilarious, but, dude. You should you should do uh, the next one you do if you do another one of those. Do like how uh, Mike Babcock does every time the Leafs lose, and if, like they get blown <laughs> out, dude. Those are the funniest press conferences you'll ever see. It's just I've He's, never seen someone who's more pissed off at his guys. <laughs> He's just right. He's right ticked. Like, he's so sour, and he plays it so well. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've talked about doing more of those, and I think what they'll be is, like, either, like, live videos during the hunting season or, like, or like Instagram stories. But what they used to do, and they don't really do it that much anymore, but they used to do this all the time, at least the Sens. And so Mike used to play for the Sens, and they would, they would interview them, but after the game, they'd cool down, try to get rid of, like, the lactic acid in their legs and try to cool down by riding the bike. So they'd have this, like, towel around their neck, like riding the bike, like out of breath after a game, like doing an interview. So I want to do it like after a hunt, come in and be like, yeah, you know, got out there early. We, uh, we had a really good hunt, but I mean, we just we didn't see a single deer, you know? <laughs> Dude, that is so perfect. You could do, you could literally do a hundred videos like that. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. It's just, it's just this thing where people just be like, "Why is he always on a bike?" And you're like, <laughs> "Why not?" Right. So, Why but not? the other thing, the other thing I wanted to say is, you mentioned Mike Babcock being right ticked all the time with the Leafs, <laughs> and there's these things, and I think it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, last time we talked, you had mentioned that the greatest hat you'd ever seen was just a black hat that says executive producer Dick Wolf. Yes, right? yeah. Right? <laughs> well, they have, in Toronto, I don't know if they're anywhere else in the world, but in Toronto they have them, and they're called Bab Socks. And they're, they're like they're like dress socks with Mike Babcock's face on them, and they call them Bab no. Socks. Yeah, yeah, they're gold. Dude, I shouldn't be promoting other people's business, but it's just amazing. That is, well, he's a hunter, too. You know, it's funny. Like, oh, yeah. He, yeah, he was on oh, yeah. uh, he was on a couple hunting shows, and I remember like, yeah. I, I can't remember where I was, but like I, I turned on you know hunting channel. I think I was in a hotel or something, and all of a sudden it's like uh, they're in Africa. And it's like, oh, here's Mike Babcock. You know, I I can't remember what year it was. I don't. He wasn't the coach of the Leafs at that time. But I was like, man, that's right. kind of weird. Right, probably, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm hunting with in in another month. I'm I'm hunting with um, Cody and Kelsey Robbins, and they have um, they have a show called Live to Hunt with Cody and and Kelsey, and those yep. two are like. 
those two know how to kill a giant box. Like C- Cody's killed five muleys over over 200 inches and he's got the it's unofficial he's like yeah i haven't set the paperwork in yet but he's got the world record um non-typical like archery mule deer so the guy and it was like 294 inches or something don't (laughs) quote me on that it's just it was really really big right so um anyway he he's a friend of mine from doing kind of what what we do and he's an awesome dude and so he's coming down and he, we're going to hunt um, for – he's never killed a turkey before. So we're going to have him to the farm in Kentucky. And we're going to shoot turkeys in the spring in another month. And uh, But he's hunted – that's a huge, huge, like, intro to the fact that he's hunted with Mike Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, he's, he's hunted with Babcock. And he's told stories. The guy's, the guy's a gem. So Is yeah, that awesome. buck that he killed in Velvet? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you know what? So, so what he was telling me what happened is that. Um, oh yeah, I remember they seeing recognized. this. Recognized they, they, yeah, they. It had double drop times. Was that ATA um, several years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably probably had it with them, but um, it had double drop times, and um, they weren't going to recognize it as the world record because it has velvet, and of course, velvet increases your mass mass measurements. So he's like, "Yeah, that sucks, whatever." But another guy killed like the typical record the same year, and he went to whatever it is, Pope and Young, Boone and Crockett, and said, hey, like, this is Bush League. Do a 2% deduction and recognize it, and I'm going to get a waiver signed. And he's like, Cody, will you sign it? And he said, yeah, sure. And then they came back and actually changed the ruling on it, where it's like, you know what? It grew the most bone, the most antler out of any deer ever. Like, yeah, we'll recognize it. And so he's like, yeah, I got the paperwork filled out. I haven't sent it in yet. But anyway. That is awesome. You see, that is funny. I've so. never – I'm a measurer for the Pope and Young Club, and I've never measured – well, I've measured deer with velvet, but I've never entered a deer. But I've never entered right. a deer that would go in front of the panel for a potential record. You know, if a deer right. is a potential record, it goes in front of a panel of measures, and then it's broken down from there because it's yep. a serious deal to have a world record, you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know so, what it's, the process is to, when it comes down to fine-tuning a measurement on a velvet animal. I, I've never done it. Yeah, I, t- to be honest, I don't either. But what they said to him is they're like, yeah, sure. I mean, we'll, we'll submit it. Peel the velvet. And he's like, what? No. <laughs> I'm peeling <laughs> yeah, the velvet. You can't do that. So, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'd take an L on the so score and just enjoy the mount, man. Yeah, I sure would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute... I mean, go on his Instagram and take a look. Awesome dude, and just he's he loves to hunt, and he uh, he's a solid dude and just shoots giants. Yeah, I follow him online. He's always on big deer. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's good. You got that. uh, You got that turkey hunt coming up. I mean, what um, what uh, what are you guys shooting now? Are you guys so when you do catching deers for anybody hasn't seen? Are you guys? Try to focus on guns or archery. I mean, you know, you're on the working class bow hunter podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's, let's talk bows. Well, I I shoot a uh, a traditional, you know, elm like stick bow that I carved myself because no, uh, <laughs> I, I shoot. I, I've always been so in Canada. Um, when it comes to firearms, it's like it's like very. Well, you got to do like a whole weekend course and then you have to be vetted and all this stuff. And I just always wanted to bow hunt. I was bow hunting. So I didn't get my gun license until I was like 25. Like for the first like 10 years I hunted, I was only hunted with a bow. But um, respect. I've shot I've shot two deer with a gun in my in my life. Um, and one of them was this past year. And so I did a little bit of gun hunt, but I did more more bow hunting. So, I mean, we did a couple of waterfowl hunts. So 
Catching Deers TV is presented by Realtree, and then we have partners that are, you know, Hoyt and Rage and Kalo and Browning. And so I, we, we killed some ducks and some geese with um, our uh, our shotguns with Browning, and then I, I shot a, a nice buck in Kentucky uh, with a with an X-Bolt rifle from Browning, and then, and then you know, Hoyt will do um, bear hunt this spring, kill a couple turkeys, um, with the, now I'm pretty optimistic here, of course, but we're going to try to kill a couple turkeys <laughs> with, with, with the bow in the spring and, uh, and then we'll shoot a couple with a shotgun. So it's kind of a mixed bag of, of both, to be honest. The only thing that we didn't do this year, or I didn't do actually Dana, who you talked to the first time ever, um, the, the catching years was ever on this podcast was like right after we launched and yep. I was foolish to have foolish enough to have a baby like right in the middle of the rut. So it was Dana <laughs> that came out. So he, he killed a nice, um, a nice buck, uh, with a muzzleloader this year in, in Tennessee. And so it was the only one with a muzzleloader, but the other ones are, you know, bow and, and gun. So, yeah. Awesome. Good question, Steve. I was wondering that too. So you yeah, got a little, little bit of everything. Bit of yeah, but I, you know what I'm excited for, and I, the last couple of years I've been I've been um, starting to hunt a little bit with traditional traditional gear. So I was kind of joking, kind of wasn't I? I don't shoot like one of those. What do they call the stick bow? Where you literally take like a quarter, like a stave, like a quarter of a piece of wood, and you just shave it down and then shoot a stick with a string on it. It's so hardcore. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, it's rough. Um, but uh, I do I do have a, a Hoyt Satori um, recurve, and I'm starting to get a little bit more consistent with that. And I really want to shoot a bear with a recurve, and I'd love to shoot a turkey with a recurve too. But a bear with a recurve um, would be like one of those. Uh, that's like you've kind of done like that traditional bow hunting, like bow hunting skills. Like that's what everyone thinks of. You kill a bear with a, with a recurve. Next up is a muskox with nunchucks. <laughs> sure, you imagine that would be throwing stars. Can, dude, can I, I want to film that because that would be hilarious. I mean, let me have a gun though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we do. So I like to, I like to bow hunt, uh, for bears and, uh, with a recurve bow. Now I've done it for two years in a row and I have not killed anything. I missed one at 13, paces i hit a hit a cedar bow and it deflected the arrow and i missed um but but for me like like i love just seeing bears and being on the ground and so last year we had one come right into 17 yards and it was a giant big boar black bear like pushing 500 pounds and i got the old tap on the shoulder because we were filming and it was like now we don't have enough light and i'm like well what do i do now (laughs) like i can't shoot it damn camera yeah, yeah. So it was legal. It was legal still, but there wasn't enough camera light. And so um, I actually, what we do is because you're walking in on a bait, right? In Ontario, you, you bear hunt with a, with bait because otherwise it's really thick and you'll never come across a bear. So um, you bait and um, it came into this bait. And when you're walking in or you're walking out when it's dark, you're going to definitely want to have some sort of protection. So you bring like a 12 gauge with you. Right. So bring grab, back the I, heat. Yeah, like back heat, pack the gun. It's yeah, <laughs> not too much of a big boy. <laughs> no, I, I, I just want to let him know that I respect your. <laughs> I think you're pretty neat, yeah, but I respect you know, I your distance. I don't want to hurt you. I want to respect your space. You know. So, <laughs> in, um, in actually, we, we dropped we dropped a meme. I don't know if you saw it, but I don't expect that you saw it. But we we do these for, for those of you that aren't really familiar with our brand. We do these memes online where we'll take like this little snippet and then have, of course, the the text with it. And today's was when you're when you've tried every call but you can't pull a tom off a hen and it's literally him so it's funny that this comes up it's him and he's going i like to shake things up you know get the earth moving you oh, know? Yeah. Get the earth 
Whoop. Oh, I, I, I actually did see that one. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Come on, hey, come on, hey. Oh. Here we it. go, boy. Nothing. Here Gee, dang boy. it. Here we go, boy. Yeah. Gee, dang it. That's so, and then everybody was commenting, right? Because everybody's seen that video. Everybody's commenting. Yeah. They're like, you can tell that it's a Tom because of the way that it is. Oh, God, it's, it's like hilarious. That. That's the best yeah. video right now on the internet. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. The best one. I, it's definitely, it's definitely, I think it's probably, yeah, the best. There, there's some other ones that are gold too, but it's so good. The internet is just, is an amazing, but such a depressing place at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I want to find, like, what's the name, Lenny Pepperbottom? Yeah. I want to find him and have him on an episode. So. Oh, man, that's a great idea. I want to get Challenge him on a podcast accepted. too. If you get that done, <laughs> tell him he has to do a podcast with us about just, yes. about Nietzsche. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that, pretty neat. That would be good. Is that something that you guys ever thought about doing, is having guest appearances and, like, your short videos for social media or now on Carbon TV? Like, is that something you ever thought about before? Like, oh, it would be kind of neat to have this guy in. Yeah, I mean, we have. I mean, I, I hunted I hunted with Jeff Danker um, from Buck Ventures. I hunted his Ohio lease um, this year. That was him inviting me to go and hunt with them. And I was like, yeah, totally. Can I bring, you know, a camera? And so he's kind enough to let us come and film. And, and I shot a deer on his lease. And I'm super grateful for that. Um, I shot this, like, it was the last day. And they hit lockdown. And, like, we were having a tough go. The first day, they were running everywhere. And I was like, this is, like, amazing. And then they totally hit lockdown. I don't know what happened. The weather shifted, all this stuff. And we hardly, the next day, literally, we saw eight bucks the first day. The second yeah. day, and these are all these are all day sits, right? The second day, I saw one doe, and it was like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, so we were there for four or five days, and, and the last day, like forty five minutes left in shooting light, I had this buck come out. It was a mature buck, but he was a total junker. Like I, I'm super super pumped to be able to shoot this deer, and I was super grateful, but it just wasn't that big of a deer. Like it was a mature deer, but it just wasn't very big. Um, and it was like this amazing spot on, on Jeff's lease, and it was gorgeous, and it was like one of my favorite hunts of all time. But I set this up and say it's not very big deer because literally the next day, Jeff shot a 189. <laughs> <laughs> He's ever shot with a bow. And like you put it next to my deer, and it was like a it was like a man deer and a child deer. Like it was it was hilarious. But uh, we had an awesome time together, and um, and he's a super good dude, uh, just just the best. Um, and then, I mean, I'm going to hunt with Cody and Kelsey um, for turkeys, and then Nate Hosey with Headhunters mm-hmm. is going to hunt with us in in Tennessee. But then, when it comes to um, like our kind of kind of funny lifestyle content stuff, we've thrown it around, like the idea of of doing it with with other people. But a lot of times, like what happens is we're just like let's just go and like get it done this, get this it done. afternoon. And like, and you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's, it has to be the right video to introduce that into, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so like the press conference thing was just like, it's just a press conference. There's one dude sitting in front of a camera. So we couldn't do it with that. And, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to get, you know, some people that we, you know, run into at, at ATA, like, a, you know, Eva Shockey or like the Bone Collector Boys or, right. you, know, you know, Lee and Tiffany or something like that. Of course, that'd be so much fun to do. I have an idea but, for a video. Um, yeah, you could probably get Larry McCoy. He's a big fan of ours. He's a respected <laughs> yeah. game. I saw him. Uh, big fan of yeah. ours. I like right. how you were. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Not of ours. Of yours. Hey, uh, I thought I said yours. that string, let me know. No, because I, I saw him. Uh, I know he loved the press conference video. I saw him with like three catching deer's hats at the Iowa Classic. 
That's awesome. Hit him up. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. I had an, I have an idea, and maybe I literally have a pen and a piece of paper in my hand. Okay. Oh god. This may so. be a good idea, or might be a horrible idea. Yeah. God. You need okay, to do so I've like got a disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, you know how UFC does the pre-fight press conferences or the post-fight press conferences? Yeah. You could do. It's kind of the same concept you're doing, but you could do it with multiple people. Like. I, I guess my idea is falling apart. Oh yeah, we're like where they have no, but this is how it works. So, so you say the pre-fight press conference, and I'm, and I'm thinking like, okay, we kind of did a press conference. What about a weigh-in? Like we're on Ooh. our way up to the tree stand, and it's like in the west corner, <laughs> one hundred and seventy-eight pounds hunting the northwest wind camo, hailing <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, from Peterborough, Ontario, Bud Fisher, and you like come out at like the cabin. <laughs> He's hunting this. He's hunting, or what you say? Like he's hunting tonight in the hundred and forty class, or hundred forty yeah. inch class, or something yeah, like. Yeah, it could be the tail of the tape of like you against the buck. Yeah. Like the buck <laughs> is like laying in a two hundred and thirty six pounds on the hoof, estimated. <laughs> it's like one hundred and forty inches, give or take. Four years old. Yeah. The best part be like you, you. You didn't wash your clothes, so someone just has to hold the towel in front of you while you change. <laughs> like when people don't make yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Man. So that's that's how it happens. You know, somebody comes up with an idea, and you're like, you know what? I think I can make it a little bit better, maybe. And then it oh, just like spitballs. It like the, you chew on it. You the know? brainstorm process, like, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Create. It's, it's a creative meeting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No wrong answers, right? No right. wrong answers here. We we go through a lot of ideas for segments on the show that we're going to do and different <laughs> ideas, and some of them are good. We have one that we come back to. We do like a PSA type thing that we come back to every now yeah. and then. We keep them random enough to where they're still funny. Um, yeah. But we've had, I bet you we've had 20 segment ideas that we for sure were going to do, and then we decided that's the dumbest idea and we scrap it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we, we have a lot of those, too, where, you know, one of us won't think it. Usually if, if you know, Reed and Ryan and I, so so Austin and Mike and I were the original three founders, and we brought in Reed and Ryan, and there's there's five of us now on the, on the team. And, and Reed and Ryan and I are the ones that are in Canada, and so we do more of the content together typically unless it's, you know, we're all down in Kentucky or something, and it's all of us. But um, if the three of us think it's funny and we run it by, like, Mike and Austin, everybody thinks it's funny, we got to do it because then, then it's kind of like, well, then most people are going to – or at least, like, a subset of people are going to think that it's funny, you know? How so many videos kinda, have you scrapped? Like, how many have you full-blown just, like, thrown out? That, that we, like, executed on and then didn't end up using it? Yeah. yeah. You know – I think the honest answer is zero because what we'll do then is we'll just take like a piece of it and we'll just use a piece of it for like our Instagram story or something like that. The best one that I can think of is we literally filmed uh, last year, no, so 2016 uh, for Christmas, so like a year and, you know, three months ago, we did like a full day shoot and like by three o'clock, we'd been filming all day and by three o'clock, we sat down and we completely changed like the whole thing and then had to do it all over again. So usually uh, we don't scrap an idea. We'll just (laughs) stubbornly work on it until we get something, you know, 
But right. um, usually it's the ideation process. So you come up with, like, for example, like we've written entire songs and won't, and won't use them. Like, you know, we're like, oh, I've got an idea. Like, let's just write this song. And so, like, we changed all of the lyrics to Eminem, Lose Yourself. <laughs> like, we'll probably never use it. Like, we spent, like, four hours yeah. doing it. We'll probably never use it. But usually we have to have it pretty concrete in our mind. And, you know, the guys that Reed and Ryan have, like, a background in, you know, they had a they had a media company, so they did commercials for people and stuff. So they have like a whole like basically like a set list and shots with here's the angle, and they they do all this like fancy stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but just tell me what to say. Right, you know? right. So, how, <laughs> how long did it take so, you? How many takes? And we might have talked about this before about the greatest hunting story. How many takes yeah. of that? How, how long? That was that one take, take, wasn't it? He's not yeah, Eminem. The, the, the video was one take, but I did it three times. So That's we right. filmed me doing the the story three times, and then. Um, and then we used the last one. So the first one, um, Mike, I kind of told him what the concept was, and, and I gave him a preview. And so he, you know, was like, yeah, it's funny. Like, let's go do it, right? And then so we, we got together, and we were on the boat and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't want to tell him, like, he's like, what are my lines? I'm like, here's, here's what you need to say at the start. And then just the rest of it's kind of whatever. Because I wanted him to laugh. So the first time he's laughing too hard, and we, he got me laughing, and we couldn't really use it. And then this, the, the second one was going really well, and I had like this like brain fart moment. I'm like, I'm gonna pretend to catch a fish, and it was like so cheesy, like this like big hook set and like fighting nothing, and it was like that did not work. So then, so then the, the third one, I'm like, I'm just gonna, uh, I've got an idea. I'm just gonna tell the story, and so we used we used that one, but. Um, that's yeah. That's a one of man. All your guys' videos are top notch. Like if you're into hunting, your videos just hit home. Like mm-hmm. I, of course, everyone who listens is a hunter, but it's there's so many hidden little things in it that you're like, oh, damn, that was good. That and that's what I liked about that video so much. Or so everything in it was a hidden like hunting thing <laughs> inside of it. Oh yeah. Um, right. If yeah. I put you on blast right now, do you think you remember any of it? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I can't, I can't, I can't do that. So I had dinner. So I was, I was really fortunate because I'm like totally a kid in the candy shop, right? I was at, I was at um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania and I had met Greg Ritz and Lee and Tiffany at ATA and like, they're totally like the best of the best. And, um, I was like a, like a kid being like, Oh my gosh, nice to meet you. And I'm normally not a geek, but I'm a geek right now. Right. So, um, then I, I, I ran into them and I saw them at ATA. And, and so I was like, or I'm not at ATA at, at Harrisburg. And I was like, Hey, let's grab dinner. So we went, we did dinner. And then, um, Sean, that's a part of Greg and Lee and Tiffany's team is like, Hey, do the most fun, famous hunting story. And I'm like sitting at dinner. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. So I started doing it. And I did like I there's 52 or 53 names in it, and I think I got like a like a, a majority, like maybe like 30 <laughs> or 40, right? And I was missing one, and I totally forgot what part. And I knew it as I was doing, and I was distracted by it. And I was like, "Where did I have Greg Ritz in this? I'm sitting right beside him. Where's Greg Ritz? Oh no! <laughs> and so I I missed it, and right, and because I did, I couldn't remember what that line was. Because I hadn't, I hadn't done it in six months, right? I couldn't remember what that line was. And um, at the end, Sean's just like, you forgot Greg. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. I can't remember what the line was. But it starts off, so for those of you that haven't kind of heard this, this video, um, it's basically, it's called the most famous hunting story ever told. It's a name drop. So it starts out, it was the Herald night before the opener, and I was Kendall Jones in to get into the Dr. Grant Woods, but my alarm clock was a John, D- John Dudley, so I slept right through the morning sit and woke up right to Flakoski. 
Hey, there's nothing I could do though, so I threw a couple um, Travis T bones on the on the Bear Grills and cracked myself cold Greg Miller light, and then it just kind of goes on from there <laughs> through my through my uh, yeah Nate hosied Nate hosied off my boots and I threw my real tree in the Troy laundry and decided it was time to leave on board. So that yeah, so that's the start. Is great. That's what I meant earlier. A little smarter and more clever than us. I think I listened to that video at least thirteen. I'm gonna times watch when it right when we get done oh, with yeah. this podcast. Dude, I can't. Uh, every time I, I hear uh, hear Nate Hosey's name, I can't. Like every time I see the because uh, another guy who does really funny videos. He's he's a real tree boy. Uh, Pitts, Michael Pitts, the absolute yeah, superstar. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I watched his, <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to interject, but I just watched his turkey fanning video, and I was dying. Oh, yeah. But I was kind of like, so he's like, turkey fanning? Who fans turkey? It's basically cheating, right? He does this whole thing, and I'm like, but secretly, I'm like, I kind of want to try it once, you know? So I'm like, kind of offended because I want to do it because I've never done it. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, if you're a purist and you're really good at turkey hunting, which I'm admittedly, like, not a very good turkey hunter. I just haven't. I've been doing it for, like, two years. I'm like, what's you know? So I thought it was hilarious. But no, yeah, Pitts would be a good guy to have as like as a guest in one of your videos. That'd be hilarious oh, and have because sure. he yeah. just He's... he calls him Nate Jose. <laughs> Every time I see him, like when we were, we were at ATA and he's over there playing his songs, I like I knew the songs. I downloaded the album as soon as it came out. I go, "Hey, Nate Jose's playing," and everybody kind of looked yes. at me like, "What the hell did you just say?" I'm like, uh, "Jose, it's Nate Jose," <laughs> and it's is it spelt J O S E? Yeah, it has to be almost. <laughs> I don't think it is at all. No, just every time, every time I see his name, I just, I, I just have to say Jose. That's because of Pitts. That's funny. But I, That's you know, it's cool. nice that you know you Pitts. You know, you guys are putting these videos out there, and nothing's like it's like you guys said. It's it's just having a lot of fun. You guys aren't offending anybody. You probably offended a lot of people. You know, just the way that this society is. But <laughs> you didn't offend anyone. Yeah. Somebody got offended. Yeah, if it's on the internet, someone people. got offended. Yeah, exactly. That, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it's just uh, it is nice to see. You know, that you guys are out there doing your thing. It's refreshing, almost. It is refreshing. That's I mean, great. you know, I'm I'm glad you guys are are keeping the ball rolling. I'm expecting more videos would i be correct oh yeah we can't stop we can't stop the the flop no we ah. um we've <laughs> got a we've got a i i can't disclose what they are um but we've got a come on let's leak some it? stuff here on the podcast a little teaser yeah, yeah come on yeah. we need the publicity <laughs> WikiLeaks bow hunting style um oh my God. we've got a we we've got a like one per month schedule from now until um, until like the end of the year, so we've got all of our ideas together. Um, there's there's things that we have to write, you know, and then and then come up with, you know, whatever the, the guys do on the production side, which is you know how we're going to set things up and all of that, right? Um, so like, uh, there's 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 a whole bunch of things, but like you know, it'd be this is how it goes. I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool to do a trick shot video, and they're like, cool, who's gonna do the trick shots? <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure that out later. <laughs> what is faster, the the you, arrow or the puck from you could, Mike? You could film them like uh, how I imagine the guys from Dude Perfect film, where it probably takes them a hundred times to make a shot, oh but you, all you all you keep is the money shot. Boom. 
Yeah, well, they they broke like nine world records in one video, I think, once. It's like, yeah, well, oh. try my try my best on that. Maybe but. they are talented. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyler, I think, uh, I think they're pretty athletic dudes. Yeah. What's it got? Tyler Tony, the the guy. He's a hunter. He's killed some pretty decent deer. He seems like a really stand up dude. Well, they did that archery yeah. um, trick shot video. Yes, yeah, he did. They did. Yeah. Forgot yeah, about that. Did. Yeah, he's he's a he's a hunter. I watched him on a duck hunt, and you know, follow him on Instagram and stuff. And they've got a really cool thing going on. And he, you're right. He seems like a really good dude. And you know, you talk about guys that you'd like to go hunting with, and he'd probably be on that list because he's like that one of those like kind of unknowns, right? He's not really in like the hunting industry, but he like is just a dude that like loves to hunt. I think. I think he cool, dabbles so. in anything sports or anything competitive. And the just- guys, the guy's ridiculous though. Like he, he can do anything like, like multi-sport, like he can shoot a hockey puck and then like throw a Frisbee super far and then throw a football into like a basketball hoop at 50 yards. And then he'll pick up a guitar and he'll like sing incredibly well, and I follow him on Instagram, and I'm just like, this is like, this is not good for my confidence. This guy is like well, so incredibly. You know, the worst part is that he does. Dude, the worst part is he's got red hair too. You're like, he should not be able to do these sports things. <laughs> <laughs> if I got a hat for you, plug time. We've got a hat called the Ginge. <laughs> uh oh, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> now we've Doug got a, we've got a hat. I'm, hey, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm wearing it right now. No, it's it's olive green on the front, and then it's got like this burnt orange on the back. And we say business in the front and party in the back, and it's called the Ginge, and it's uh, <laughs> good looking. It's one of my personal favorites. Man, you need a mullet hat. <laughs> yeah, we do. Actually, you need a mullet. What did you call it? The uh, oh, dude, the El Camino headrest. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> that's a, that's a, my new name for a mullet, the El Camino headrest. That is gold. I mean, the Kentucky waterfall. Yeah, that's gold. That that was my go-to for the mullet because I used to have one back in the day when, right. I, was, when I was a oh, little. Everyone, everyone did, I think. Yeah, but the he El Camino did, headrest yeah. is probably the most accurate description. It for is it. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a Canadian slang for a, for a mullet? No, for for mustache there is mullet. I think there isn't slang for something that's still in style, right? Like we're still in the eighties right now, in right? Yeah, of so like we're not. We haven't progressed <laughs> to slang terms yet. Excessive but, amounts uh, of denim are still acceptable up there. Just send oh, it. Exactly, denim danger. You guys know who? Um, oh, it's Larry and Tyser. Yeah. Right? yeah. Canadian yeah. tux all the time. Yeah, exactly. Nonstop. My dad pulled one off at the cottage this summer. Cottage is like a like a cabin on the lake for all you Americans. And um, there's so many lakes in Canada that, that there's like these cabins everywhere. And so we, yeah. we're at one and my dad comes strolling in with um, with jeans and like a, in a jean jacket. And I was like, oh my gosh, my dad's rocking a Canadian tuxedo. That's unbelievable. But he like, it was totally, it's totally in, right? Like it's in style. I'm like, I can't even make fun of him because he's more fashion forward than I am in my sweatpants, you know? Yeah. Well, dude, my, uh, my, uh, my old lady's parents, they got a, uh, up on, I think Lake, uh, Lake Manitoba. They've got a, a cottage up there. There's like a little yeah. village that's up there. And I'm supposed to be going up there this summer. And I'm like, dude, I am rocking the slickest Canadian tuxedo you've ever seen. And I'm coming in with a 2-4, a Molson, and I'm getting them all dressed chips. I think I sent you a picture. They're going to know you're an, you're an imposter. Oh, no, they won't. That is, no, no, that is so, like, yeah, you come in with a Molson. And so, um, <laughs> I, I have like I have, I have buddies in the states. I went to school in the states, right? Like, but I but I live in Canada. So my buddies in the states will come across and they'll, like send me a picture, and they're like, "Are these are these legit?" 
and it's like a picture of all dressed chips because it's got like a Canadian <laughs> flag and it says the number one the number one you know bag of chips in Canada number one flavor in Canada and I'm like dude I literally have you know two bags of those in my cupboard right now it's so all I <laughs> like I go in I go into like the corner store and I this is 100% true story I went into the corner store and I was like I need chips because we're gonna watch you know TV and and have a Coca-Cola later and I go in and they're not there I like am upset Panic. I'm like there's yeah I'm like I guess I'll have barbecue like barbecue sucks but I guess I'm having them tonight right you know I've been to Canada several times I've never had all dressed chips but I always make a point to text you and I think I text you <laughs> I'm in your homeland you did <laughs> dude I was guilty of it we were at a cookout and I, I grabbed it we went to our uh, local chain around here it's high V, and they had because during the summer they had the all dressed chips uh, which apparently they're not ketchup chips, which apparently is a thing. And, well, I grab, and ketchup are delightful too. Yep. And that's that's what I hear. So I got those and I got a Molson and I'm sitting there and like I've got like that and I've got a Mastodon shirt on, a heavy metal <laughs> yeah. band. So I was like, I got to send yeah. this to Bud Fisher so he knows that I'm, I'm appropriating his culture. <laughs> you're like you're like you're like justin I mean, did you see now i don't expect that you saw this but justin trudeau is our prime minister right is is our donald trump and he went on this trip to, to india and uh, this was in like the u.s news now it is probably like i don't know it's probably in like washington post where nobody saw it but um this was in the news where he actually went to India on a trip and he had like half a day of like meetings, but he went for a week with his family and he went to all of these different spots and wore like super, super traditional garb. So he's got these like big head things on and these like silk like wraps and all of this. I don't know how to describe the outfits that he was wearing other than like sashes and stuff like that. But he was taking pictures in front of these like buildings and, but people were saying like, I'm from India and that's like offensive. That's like, what would you think if, you know, Indian like politicians came to Canada and were wearing like a full on Mountie outfit and smiling in front of the CN Tower? That would be hilarious, dude. I would love to see that. What are you talking about, dude? If some guy, like if, if some like, uh, let's say some uh, Chinese diplomat comes to America and just starts rocking FUBU. Dude, that's yes. the shit. I don't care. That's <laughs> all awesome. boo boo. That's basically what you sent me. It was like a Mastodon t-shirt with a Molson Canadian and like and and like you know all dressed chips. I was like, he's doing it. He's doing it. That is awesome. They, hey, it's that's it's cool. the highest form of flattery, I guess. There you go. There I got a question because I feel like ninety five, probably ninety nine percent of our listeners don't know. Your guys' prime minister, how is he to sportsmen? Like, how is he to our our culture <laughs> as outdoors? People man? kind? Yeah, people kind. Oh, <laughs> oh no, God. you saw that video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, as hunters and fishermen and stuff? That's, is that's he... all you need to know. Yeah, so we had a we had a guy. Um, okay, so there's there's a bunch going on right now. But so, so um, he is very liberal, right? And he's like women's Yuck. totally, totally feminist. Well, right? Fidel the, Castro's his dad. Uh, Allegedly, <laughs> no, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yeah. So, so like to the extent that this girl said mankind, and he like interrupted a woman to tell her that was offensive to women. That we're now using Ooh, people kind. People got, yeah. You haven't seen that video, right? No. Oh. <laughs> right. So it's it's classic. And then like he came out and said I was joking, but like he wasn't joking. So, but he's very very liberal, which is not you know typically great um, for um, for hunters. But there was something that happened. Um, where one of our um, one of one of the gentlemen that has a hunting show in Canada, he shot a mountain lion with a bow and then was attacked heavily 
um, on on social media. And actually, our former prime minister, um, Stephen Har- uh, Harper, that was uh, that was conservative. His wife came out and like blatantly attacked him for shooting this um, shooting this mountain lion. So um, that was something that happened. And this is not like Justin Trudeau stuff. Um, but um, but th- it was kind of very politically kind of um, polarizing that, that happened just very recently. So his name's Steve Eklund, and he lives in Alberta, and he's got a hunting show in Canada, and he's like like ethical hunting, and he had you know everything proper, but it was just this massive outroar, and, and to the point where a friend that I actually hunt with was was asked to go. Um, because he lives in Toronto, was asked to go on TV and talk about like, was this ethical or is this you know outright murder that this guy killed this mountain lion? Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about like the conservation behind it and how you know our conservation groups determine the tags and it's based off of you know you know management and all that. But there, there's a it, it seems to me that there's a gross um, miseducation or or you know lack of understanding around really what hunters do in regards to conservation and i think that perpetuates in government and stuff like that as well but yeah. not that not that he has outright attacked hunting but i think there's this um kind of mindset right now that i find very very um concerning and i think i mentioned this last time um that i was on on the podcast is that we actually um 10 years or 15 years ago had our spring bear be for political reasons the spring bear hunt was was removed and we just got it back two years ago where now because there was you know it had such an economic impact where a lot of americans come up and hunt spring bears and so there's these communities where that's the only living that people have is being a a bear guide right and and that's a very like legitimate way to earn your living is to is to be an outfitter and and a guide and so that was you know stripped away from people and for for political reasons for you know um that's anyway, crazy. what happened though, though recently though is the grizzly bear hunt in Vancouver has been canceled. So now you can't hunt grizzly bears in Vancouver anymore. That's Why? pure because on emotion. It, it is. is. It's very much yeah, and it's um, it's very much it's not science based. It's based on emotion and on what do they call it virtue signaling and all of these things that obviously has a, a big impact. And so you know, I certainly don't want to take for granted our, our rights as hunters. And I think when we have an option to stand up and, and fight and contribute when we can, both with, you know, our voices and with, you know, in, in economically and financially contribute to, to these causes, then then we need to, you know, go and do that. And so, you know, one of the ones that we choose as an organization is we support National Deer Alliance that I think is a very strong voice and is really building along with, you know, QDMA and, and mm-hmm. um, Whitetails Unlimited and things like that to be able to, to support what we do and fight things like CWD and all that. So, um, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's a... Just- it's a fight that Americans and Canadians, and as well as uh, you know, Mexico, I, they've got some uh, whitetail hunting, you know, kind of around the yeah. northern side. But that, that's one thing that you know, if, if it can really bring that group of people together, it's like, dude, we have to go fight. Uh, and we've said this all the time, uh, and we've we've had a state senator here from Illinois talk about you know why like um, piebald deer are not being able to hunt or be why you can't hunt them. It's because, because some political politician got emotional said, Oh, those are pretty. You can't hunt them. You know, the anthropomorphism, that's the term I always look for. Yeah. And anthrop- when, when we compare like about the bear thing, going back to that yep. just quick, it's, mm-hmm. um, Steve Rennell is, a, a, he talks about this a lot. It's, 
Uh, anthropomorphism, I can never say it right. Anthropomorphism is the attribution of human traits, emotions, or intentions to non-human entities. Right, and and I I, I respect Stephen because he's got a great voice. He's very educated. And he knows big words like that. I call it the Disneyfication yeah. of America. Right? We, yeah, we like, have and, talked and about think, this before together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We did totally. Yeah, we're we're getting back on that track. And and Stephen is one of the the I think one of the strongest voices we have that for hunting. And I I really respect that. And I think one of the one of the reasons why we've gone down that road is really I think these it's our entertainment and it's our we are so much driven by emotion, probably more now than, than we ever have, right? And, and mm-hmm. yeah. we look at the current debates that are happening right now, um, culturally and politically, and it's it's very much the same thing. Yeah. I vote yeah, Steve Renella, the president of our people. Yeah, he's he's talking <laughs> yeah. about Steve yeah, Renella, exactly. not not he's not exactly. talking about this Steve. But um, there is, um, yeah. I can't remember if I brought this up or not, um, but there was this court case in New York that. Every hunter should be – I think it was New York or maybe it was – is there New York or it was in New York Times talking about UK? Either way, it's something worth paying attention to that there was this um, – I guess this monkey that was in a lab and the people that were fighting for it said, you know, hey, this monkey deserves rights as humans and this is what people are pushing for and what the judge said is right now I cannot do that. However, in a few years – this monkey may have the same rights as humans. Now, what that's getting to is that you, we're going to get to a point where they're going to try to give deer the same rights as humans, where you kill a deer, all of a sudden you're facing murder charges. That's what these people are are, are angling for, and you know you can call me crazy, but they're out there, and somehow oh, they make money. <laughs> you know what oh I mean? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane it to think. It doesn't, it doesn't shock me. <laughs> it, it doesn't Crazy. shock me, but I mean that's something to pay attention that, to. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, absolutely. It's um, yeah, I don't, I don't even have words. I don't even have words for that. But other than <laughs> sorry to bring this to a screeching halt, we were talking about having fun. Can we go off the rails? Yeah, on today's podcast, we've got Bud Fisher from the funniest brand in hunting, and we're going to talk about political discourse. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us yeah. about your prime minister, Bud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's up with mullets, right? Yeah, <laughs> Mullet, yeah we Seriously. went from mullets to prime ministers to monkeys yeah. getting human rights. Oh, man, how do we get this back on yeah. track? This is the last time Bud Fisher's ever on the oh, last no. yeah, exactly. Bud, you got a funny story for it to tell us to get us back on track and get us in the right oh, mood? Wow, no pressure. No pressure. Tell the, <laughs> tell the greatest hunting story alive ever again. Yeah, Famous. it was uh, Harold Knight before the opener. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question uh, that I feel yeah. like it needs to be brought up. Here we uh-oh. go. Um, and I'm, <laughs> the uh-oh. last time somebody said that, I feel like this needs to be brought up, was not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it <no, laughs> wasn't. Um, Carrie Underwood's your sister-in-law? Yes. That needs to be discussed. This can't just be overlooked. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. What yeah, is that like? Funny. Is that like a weird thing, or you don't? is it just like, yeah, it's my sister-in-law, like, whatever? Do you like pirate her albums? or? <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I, I try to promote her albums. There was, a, there was, she launched an album, which is like a big deal, and like a lot of people know about it, right? And like my like couple hundred followers 
I, I posted like, hey, you know, my sister in laws a good kid. You should check out her album. She tries hard. You know, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I said the songs are pretty good too. You know, or something like that. Yeah. But um, she tries hard. No, so I mean, it, it, what is what is it like, or is that cool? I don't know. I get that question a lot, and I don't really know how to answer it. Like, um, she married my brother, um, and she. I guess the first time it was kind of weird and like you know Mike was like so I met Carrie Underwood and I was like cool like, you meet a lot of people that's awesome <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of texting now you know and I'm like hold up <laughs> like what is kind of texting me like, wait yeah, a second friend. we're friends and you know we're kind of talking every day and I'm like what and then you know that turns into you know the next thing and the next thing and you know it, it it is kind of it is kind of what it is and she's a totally like nor like she's the kind of person that is like you know if i if i have a day off like i want to do the laundry and like hang at, at home with my kid right it's not this you know it's not what tabloids make it out to be and all that stuff right. she's a totally normal person that like has a great relationship with my brother who are they're just kind of down to earth people that happen to be like successful in what they do so it's a it's a Very tricky cool. one to it's a tricky one to answer, you know. I just, I don't, I don't. It had to be asked. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it's just kind of. I mean, would you would you rather us talk uh, more about Trudeau? Or I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. let's do this. Let's talk about the future with Carbon, and then whatever we did cover, man, that you feel like is noteworthy. Did his fingers been hovering over the hang up button like the past like ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Surprised we didn't no. hear click. I know. No. Um, so so carbon. Uh, I mean, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. You know, we 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 want to continue. We want to do more of our funny stuff, right? That's like that's the closest to you know our brand and who we are and, and what we do. And so we're going to do more and more of the funny stuff or the the funny stuff because uh, we've got a lot of ideas that we're excited about. And then we're going to continue to like when we get a chance, we're going to continue to film film the hunts that that we're um, excited to go on. So I, I want to shoot an elk uh, probably this fall because um, I've never done that, and, and I think it looks really cool. And everybody that shoots an elk says that you haven't lived until you shot an elk. And um, and that's, that's really – that's awesome, and so I'd love to go and try it. There's a lot of things that I want to try. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to, provided I get drawn, so it's like, I've got an invite to go and, and hunt in Saskatchewan. Oh, cool. And Saskatchewan's got monster bucks, and um, so I'm excited about that. We'll all, always hunt every year in Kentucky, because that's like our home farm and, mm-hmm. you know, my brothers and my brothers and stuff like that, and so that's just a really good time. That's where Catching Deers was, was born, and so we'll do that, and we'll bring the cameras, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll film those hunts, and, you know, more shenanigans and stuff and so we just want to you know we want to listen to you know what people like and don't like like we 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 want to hear what is resonating with people and that's not to say that we're just going to make you know the content that people want to see we're going to make content that's kind of true to us right or it doesn't work right. but if people are like dude like you need to make way more of this or we want more or you know this really sucks stop doing it well we'll, we'll listen to those things you know what i mean so so yeah i love hearing the feedback and having conversations with people that are like yeah that six minute episode should have been 12 and you know um so what what we love about the carbon platform just to kind of like not even to plug carbon but what i like about it having a show on there is um 
the story is what the story is and we're not confined to 22 and a half minutes and it has to be that long and so it's you know me driving in the truck telling everybody that i'm driving in the truck right and mm-hmm. i don't need to have filler just because i need to fill time now there there's people like if it was if it was jim shockey or, or you know uh, michael waddell like i i would sit there and watch them drive their truck probably on, on tv right because <laughs> right. they're just they're those guys you know and and but for me i i realized that people would be like this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen <laughs> because i'm not those guys so um, we wanted the story to be able to tell itself and the hunt to play out and then not have those constraints and, and not have the filler and we want it to be you know appropriate for the medium that it's on and so they end up being you know seven or eight minutes and if we happen to have this one hunt that's like guys this is going to take an hour to show you this hunt but it's going to be an hour that you're sitting on the edge of your seat and it's the greatest hunt of all time well yeah. then awesome we can do that you know but um so that's just kind of what i like about the the platform is that you know it, it allows us to kind of do creatively whatever whatever we want to whatever we want to do and that's that's really cool so awesome man yeah that's, that yeah. is the cool thing about carbon is leave them wanting more yeah that yeah, yeah. absolutely for sure man yeah, I, no, i'm for excited sure. for you guys it's uh in a few years you guys have been doing your thing you guys have absolutely just exploded and uh we're glad that we got to do a podcast with you guys from the beginning, and um, we get to do this more and more often. Hopefully, we, just, we should do a few more every year than we already do. So, absolutely. And I mean, we're we're I've, I've said this before, but we're super appreciative of that. I mean, you, you're the you know before I even you know considered ever being invited to do a podcast, you're the first guys that that called and said, "Hey, we want to have you on the show." And um, like I said before, I was, you know, the guy that had a baby in the middle of deer season and then started a company four days before he had a baby. So I was like, <laughs> I literally cannot, like, I literally cannot, you don't want me on that podcast because I haven't slept in, you know, a couple of days. But so Dana did it. But I mean, that's always something that I've really appreciated. And then, you know, so I uh, really appreciate you guys. And then, of course, it's just so easy to talk to you that we'll end up rambling about Canadian politics or something. But <laughs> I, have, I, I like that. You know, that that's the that's the fun of it for me. So hey, can't do it uh, on any other hunting hey. podcast, man. I'm confident. <laughs> <in that. laughs> there you go. There you go. And yeah, so you know, just the fact that I can I can come on the show and just kind of gab about whatever. I don't have to be super serious or pretend like I know as much as Steve Ranella uh, about conservation because I don't. Right? We'll just have a good conversation. And that's what that's what these relationships and that's what you know hunting a lot of times is about for us so for sure i think it's super cool well yeah. we appreciate you throwing us all the gear man i'm gonna wear these sweatpants until i die for real i'm gonna shoot my <laughs> i will shoot this week in them with my arrows you got to make a broadhead pocket though man <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like pvc pipe down the side of your leg or yeah. like, kevlar yeah kevlar. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for I'm excited for this fall, and we'll um, we'll have to get you in some of the stuff this fall, like flannels and jackets and stuff like that that we're getting into. And so, um, yeah, you guys need anything, just just holler because we really appreciate you guys. I need a hug. I mean, how are you going to make that happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll wear that gear. It's I always say this. This is the best sell. If a company sends Steve and us, we got to get included. But if Steve specifically gets gear, he will wear that gear until it can't be worn anymore. You get the, it's the best advertisement. He's a walking billboard all I the do, time. Man. I, I don't play around, dude. I hopped out of that rusty gold Silverado that I drive with some fresh ass. 
pumas in this uh, this catching deers get up on, dude. <laughs> Fresh ass, dude. I was I was rocking it, man, dude. I'm I'm about to walk into the gas station, just be like, yeah, let me get some of that. Uh, let me get some of that hen dog. Drink a yeah. little Hennessy. I want to get home. God, you go to the gas station and drink Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, just sit outside like a miscreant. Like, hey, hey, you want to go get me a cream soda? I spent my life savings on this bottle. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Unless you're confident in your work ethic and that you're not a complete bum, do not start a company that makes sweatpants and hoodies because. <laughs> I only wear sweatpants and hoodies like ever. Like we, you know, we, you know, stay comfy friends is like kind of one of the things that we say. And so we got like comfy clothes. And so I literally only wear sweatpants and hoodies. And then I sit here and I think about it and I'm like, I'm a total bum. Like I, not, I haven't had a pair of slacks on and I can't remember how long, but not only that, like I haven't even worn jeans in forever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a bum. <laughs> a pair of slacks. How old are you again? That's awesome. Well, it's one of my, that's one of my favorite movie lines. Not one of my favorites, but that's a great movie line. It's like, you just ruined the only thing I ever loved. What do you love? It's like, oh, I love <laughs> a glass of scotch and a good pair of slacks. And of course, my friend Baxter here. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's dipping off for third shift right now. Anchorman. Oh, of Come course. On. Anchorman is one of the best movies ever made. Bye, Eric. Eric's leaving for third shift. See you, Eric. All right. Eric, good chatting with you. I think that's an unofficial kickoff so, or, or kick out. So well, you Eric, guys have got your finger on the on the disconnect. No, hell no. <laughs> no yeah, hey, Just you're good. Tell people quick where um, everyone can catch catching deers, man. I can't believe I did that it. guy's going to work oh, that I drunk. I see, I see, <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, where you can catch catching deers. Uh, so our website is catchingdeers.com and then. Um, you know, the uh, Instagram is at Catching Deers and Facebook is Catching Deers. And if you go to the Google, you type <laughs> Catching Deers and hopefully, hopefully we're the first thing to come up. You go to the Google and you look for a nice pair of slacks for a young man, <laughs> a young whippersnapper your size. <laughs> the Google. That's right. There's, there's this thing, uh, there's this thing on, on, that you can send and it's how to Google. And it's like, hey, where do I, you know, my brother will send me a text like, hey, where do I find this? And you can literally send them this link, and then it's a, like a short video that's like, let me introduce you to Google. You literally type it in here, and you click. Anyway, really? so my buddy sent that to me before. It's one of the greatest inventions of all time. I need. I just I wrote that down in our show notes. It's better than yeah. even Google, which is the greatest yeah. invention of all time. It's how yes. to Google is the how. Yes. <laughs> so I gotta good. find. I gotta find what the actual link is. Um, and, and I can send it to you, but it's it's the funny. It's it's so great. I'll Google how to Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Someone's got to Google how to Google how to go how to Google how to Google. All right, never mind. That's just stupid. But thank you so much, man. This has been a blast. (laughs) There it is. This has been a blast. (laughs) There it is. Let's make it official. Let's cut it off here, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime, my friend. Thank you for all you do. All right, guys, go check out Catching Deers. I wasn't going to say Catch Catching Deers twice because I just did, so boom. Uh, All right, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. I mean, we just got blown out uh, late. We thought we had an opportunity, and it it fell apart. I think what what kills hunters a lot of times right now is um, sitting in a tree stand, scrolling through Instagram, booner, 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 booner. It's about getting out there, having a good hunt, enjoying the time. Should have been routine, and it wasn't. Lost focus uh, for a couple minutes. You know, I, th- I threw a Hail Mary, and uh, it didn't connect. What am I supposed to change? I'm, shoot- I'm shooting the best of the best. I got I got the best gear, and I'm not going to change that up. Just 
you know, because I made a mental error. So, no, I'm not going to change anything. Yeah, I guess that's why they, they call it hunting and not killing. What, are guys eating the antlers out there? You can't eat the antlers. You know, getting to where you find them. Are they easier to kill when they're moving? Yeah. Uh, we just didn't capitalize tonight. That's all. We just got to capitalize. Um, you know, wait for them to make a mistake and, and then capitalize out there. I didn't feel like we, we executed out there. Early jump? We had a we had a good early jump on them out there. Um, maybe too early. We were cold out there. Just came out flat and then we're, we're cold. We just got to hunt smart. That's what it comes down to. Hunt smart. Not harder all the time. Just hunt smart. Yeah, we gotta we gotta hunt as a unit out there. I mean, too many individuals. We don't do the basics. We're not prepared. We don't have scent control done. The guys aren't showered and ready to go. Running late to a tree stand. We didn't do it. You had one job to do, and we didn't do it. Is that it? I'm Will Cooper, host of Hunt Stands Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.